Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Listeners, welcome to part two of our very special Ho Ho Homo Sapiens Christmas special. We are talking to the wonderful, hilarious and festive comedian who's gone and only put on a load of tinsel for us all about many exciting things. I'm going to let you have a listen. You can find out exactly what. So here it is. Here's Joe Lighter. One of the things you have said is that you feel that you've come out sort of three times. At first, you sort of came out as gay and then you came out as bisexual and then you said you're pansexual mm. you also said an interesting thing that you know you didn't till recently have the language for pansexual no and i think it it's you know listeners to this show are such a broad spectrum of like we have tons of people who write in and say i listen because i'm straight and i learn loads yeah and then we have then we have people who write in and say i'm lgbt or like i'm a gay man but i don't know anything about beyond lgb and maybe some tea you yeah, know or yeah. we have people who f- or, or people who listen who feel grossly underrepresented who are pansexual who are intersex you know and all of that and have you seen more solidarity between pansexual people do you feel there is a community oh i don't know actually i don't feel like there's a community like i'm not i don't meet up with pansexuals and actually what's sort of been disappointing but not necessarily surprising is I can't actually remember what podcast it was. I was on. I think it was Jamila Jamil's podcast, and mm. I because I'm we all get stuff wrong, and I don't agree with this. But I said because I was just being, I suppose, lazy of thought, uh, lazy of speech. I said both genders at one point because I was talking about bi- right. bisexuality, and 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 I didn't I didn't sort of correct myself in that moment gender is a construct and is fluid and uh all of the things that i believe to be true which didn't i didn't clarify because i just said oh yeah both genders within a longer ch- chat about stuff and i got a few tweets from pansexuals saying that you know nothing about pansexuality and this isn't what we're about and whatever and i was thinking oh fuck like i i'm not your enemy actually there's some very clear enemies uh, elsewhere <laughs> And I'm I'm not one of them actually. I think I feel like I do generally go into things trying to promote diversity and uh, yes. sort of sensible thought about uh, gender and sexuality, and sometimes I get it wrong and soz. So actually, I've I found that, and I found this with uh, when I came out as bisexual that uh, all of the biphobia that I got was um, from the the gay community from from 
gay men essentially saying pick mm. a side so i don't really feel part of a community in that regard but then when i meet anyone pam they're often just thrilled that i've mentioned it and i don't think it's that complicated a thing to understand but i don't mind explaining it to people because i i understand that these things are, are hard to but i'm also not precious about it if someone calls me gay i don't correct them really i don't I, I really don't, it doesn't affect me particularly because it's my own thing and it's up to and and also I presented myself as camp and whatever I understand the history of camp essentially to a lot of people particularly older generation just saw it as gay and mm. I, I get when I say pan I you know I don't always say I'm pansexual and stuff I'll often say I'm bi or a, a queer is often the word I use because I just feel like it encompasses it all um I don't really care what people think about it really um well I you know it's it's so it's it's so great that you do represent even though you get some shit for it because I think you're reminding me of something Russell T Davies said when he came on this podcast um talking about when he wrote Queer as Folk way back when I'm probably going to get the phrasing wrong so apologies Russell but he was saying that if you only have one gay character every gay person wants that person to be their version of it Mm. and therefore it provokes a lot of reaction and um, it's sort of springing to mind when you were talking about what you're speaking about your version of pansexuality that doesn't mean it's everybody else's and it's going to be deeply unique but because it's underrepresented it provokes something yeah and also it's niche because as as i see it pansexuality is uh, an intellectual way of looking at sexuality so it's not um you know if it was on a form i'd tick it but I don't expect it to be there because uh, it's, mm. it's quite specific to a, a way of thinking about it. But it should be. I think so. But but I'm also not going to lose any sleep over it not being. You know what I mean? I think there are other things that should be on a form. Trans is the obvious one. Um, mm. I think gender in, in general should be approached in a more calm way i suppose is the only way to say it uh it's calm and considered and sensible and just like let's just think about what w- why we're shitting the bed about this um <laughs> yeah but but, but like you know... my sexuality like really so what like you know essentially my sexuality is having a wank in the bath once a week like that is that's so <laughs> i don't know what the letter is for that but it's not um, well it should still be on the form it should be on the form <laughs> I'm actually wanking the bath sexual, actually. Um. <laughs> but, but, you know, when you when you talk about gender there and, and people getting so cross about it, I think I feel more and more as I try and sort of tease apart what the hell is going on with the rage around gender and transgender issues is it reminds me of something that you said ages ago. So you potentially don't feel it anymore but you said something about when you're at school um there was someone like people would tease you for being a certain way Mm. and maybe that's camp and all the rest of it and then you saw that person who had teased you at school in drinking a pint in weatherspoons at 11 a.m do you remember that (laughs) yeah i do yeah and you said oh you know like what the hell was i worrying about and it was it what it made me think of is that really where all this stuff stems from is that person shouting at you in the school when they were young and then is stuck in Weatherspoons at 11am drinking a pint is stuck in the straight jacket of masculinity and 
they are absolutely holding on to that as their truth and people they see popping out of it are the people who they think should be punished i'm generalizing about this person here but you know i think that is where a lot of it comes from is that and i think i see more and more of this thing about i find it really interesting online i don't know if you've noticed this sort of trend where straight men come out almost and sportsmen do it quite a lot they sort of come out about mental health Mm. and they do this sort of piece to camera on their instagram going you know i've got to tell you that um i've actually been feeling feelings lately and it's there's been some feelings you're like this is bonkers you know this is like how is this news yeah you know but actually what they're saying is i'm stepping outside the uh, your idea of what masculinity is and mine yes yeah i've always said people often ask me on social media like um you know i've been struggling with my sexuality and um you know I, i i don't know how my parents would cope with me coming out and worrying about the coming out process and i always say remember that it's your sexuality is your own and it's nothing to do with anyone else as long as you're not hurting anyone uh obviously getting consent and within uh you know as long as you're sort of legal i suppose um Mm. you don't have to come out you don't it's there's no rush most people who've come out find a relief from it and they feel that they can be themselves but you might not. And actually, there's lots of places I would advise not coming out because you, you put yourself in more danger. And so I think yeah. I think there is this sort of... Uh, it's interesting, I watched the, uh, Milk again recently and he was all about, like, we've all got to come out, we've got to do it, and we've got to... And, and within that mm. context, it sort of made sense because it kind of created a solidarity and a public-facing thing. But this idea that, yeah, you've got to do a press conference and you've got to make a huge deal of it, you really don't. It's it's got nothing to do with anyone. It's uh, it's mm. it's yours, and 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 only you can really understand it, and only you can act on it. And it's a magical, beautiful thing, actually, your sexuality, and will continue to surprise you throughout your life. And I think mm. to kind of um, to worry too much about giving everyone a full rundown of where you're at. Don't need to. Don't need to. Because you you don't. Uh, I don't know about my own. Maybe some people are really sure about themselves. And that's the other thing I would say is that um, masculinity is often toxic. But I think also there are some, lots of men who actually quite like being masculine and like feeling that powerful and like feeling, um, controlling isn't the word, feeling like they can be a responsible, solid thing. And I think there's nothing wrong with that either. But it's when that has to be how you are because you're a man that's when it becomes an issue because uh, there's space for all of these things. And yeah, you're not less if you're not that. And also, but you're not more if you are as well. It's not like, yeah, that's, that's the key thing to remember. And I get this, like I, I, you know, there are times when I try and be more masked than I probably am capable of doing, but then there are times when I feel, but then I, you know, if I, if I, if I ever watch myself thinking, you know, if I clock myself in a mirror when I think I'm being quite masculine, I go, <laughs> oh, I've fa- failed there, haven't I? <laughs> I in, my, yeah. in my head, I was Brad Pitt eating that sandwich, being really cool. But actually, I was just this little queer noshing down on a baguette. <laughs> but I suppose what you're saying is like, uh, I'll talk about myself because I don't want to put words in your mouth, but as a as a man who is feminine... 
it doesn't mean I'm not allowed to be masculine just because it won't fit into a certain idea. You know, I can absolutely occupy my own masculine energy in a moment. Whereas I feel that because I'm a feminine man, oh, I shouldn't do that. Yeah. And actually, that's the the truth is what I'd love to see more of is more more understanding that we all, wherever you are on the gender spectrum, that person's not going to tweet us now. Um, we all can oscillate in and out of masculine. They yeah. are both available to us. Yeah, totally. Yeah. In masculine and feminine, sorry. Yeah. Um, but also, you know, the other thing is that you, you, you said about, you, you said both genders. And I think while we all understand that it isn't that binary, we have been profoundly socialized to talk in two genders. Yeah. And, and progress not perfection is the thing that Jamila always says, isn't it? You know, totally. I think Jamila has been you know, amazing at um, being, she's been very helpful at that in terms of people not feeling guilty for getting a, a word wrong here and a gesture wrong there, because it's, it's about your general approach to these things. And I think, as I say, like the, I often see people jumping and, and this sort of infighting between parts of the community where people getting a word wrong means that there's a big series of tweets and someone maybe gets not cancelled but you know what I mean um you know mm. gets gets a bit of flack for it and there are very to me there are very clear enemies in to our community in terms of governments and sometimes corporations and the way that uh systems are run in, in companies and in, in different countries around the world and to sort of waste energy arguing amongst ourselves about a lot of this slows us down, I think. Well, you sort of play into the hands of the people who want you to continue squabbling amongst yourselves. Yeah, yeah. so we can do better there. And I've said that before, really. I think we do ourselves a disservice if we spend too much time worrying about that. But I think we should always have an eye on who aren't we representing, who aren't we speaking for, who's vulnerable, because essentially that's what, the the beauty of any gay village that i go to i always just think ah this is a safe place you know yeah people are being looked after and celebrated here and that's what it's all about really to me it's like it's about um all walks of life and all different types of people being championed yeah and also lovely sex and hand jobs and shagging (laughs) that too yeah which I barely do, because I'm an old spinster now. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. What's next for you? What's happening next? 
So I'm hoping to do another series of Got Your Back. We're just waiting to hear. So that would be nice. But um, the the big sort of uh, one thing that came out of lockdown was I really there's loads of things that I used to do creatively that I just sort of stopped doing because I was too busy. Uh, the the main one is making little films. I always love making little films and directing little films. And so I've gone back oh, into cool. doing that. And I just directed my first music video, which um, congratulations, which was so fun. And I'm going to be making a little short, hopefully, over the next few months. And then little art projects and then stand-up. So I'd, I'd like to kind of get back to doing some stand-up. So I've got like loads of different projects on the go. But the, the, the kind of Brilliant. A, a, tour, a tour in the next couple of years would be nice if we're allowed to because I really miss live performance. So that's... Come on, Vaccine. So, you know, I started out as a music video director. I, well, I didn't. I, I sort of, outside of the podcast, wanted to sort of pick your brains on all sorts of things. Cause, um, oh, my God, please. Because I'm, I'm kind of new to it. It was, it was a sort of dream come true because I've always wanted to direct a music video. I've always loved, like, Mikhail Gondry stuff and yeah. um, all of those cool videos. A lot of really cool adverts that when I was, like, growing up, like that. Do you remember the one for the Sony Bravia where all the, um, coloured balls oh, bounce down the and they've got Jose that, Gonzalez yeah. I love all that shit and like creative colourful ideas coming to life that are just beautiful and simple and so I've always wanted to play with those but when I was that age I was like I don't even know where you start then I ended up doing stand up <laughs> yeah. I, I made like I made a feature film when I was at uni and like got, got, got funding for it whatever. I rewatched it recently and it wasn't I mean it's shit but it wasn't as shit as I remember it being What's what's it called? It's called the luckiest people in the world. Oh, what's it about? It's sort of teenage angsty stuff, but it's um, I love it. It's my favorite. It's basically about a sort of girl coming to terms with being a kind of uh, an artist, I suppose, because that's what I mm. that's what I thought I was. But um, you are an artist. Uh, so so yeah, so I've been uh, uh, so the music video thing was always on the cards and a couple of years ago I really started kind of looking into how to do it and then I kind of started working with this guy who had made a few and he kind of put some feelers out to different record labels and they one of them came back and said is he sure he wants to do this because I think they were like people are like musicians are really hard to work for and uh whatever anyway I I connected with litany who's um the band the band who i love, oh, I love and um listened to loads over lockdown basically just so i sent a dm that um it's beth the singer she she uh posted about how they'd got 20 million streams on spotify or something for one of their tracks wow. so i just sent a dm basically saying like oh congratulations that's amazing and she immediately replied, holding a copy of my book and said, congratulations on this brilliant book. And I was like, oh, and she was reading my book at the time. And so we got chatting with her and I just thought, yeah, I'm going to bite the bullet here. And it was in the middle of lockdown. I said, well, if you ever need someone to make a stupid music video for you, give me a ring. And then I didn't hear from her for a while. And then suddenly she sent me this new song, which I loved. And my mind just started going. And I thought, I'm just going to fucking go for this. So I like wrote this huge pitch made a like a little sample video for the idea just so she could see what it looked like really went for it spent loads of time on it and she loved it and we made it and we had a brilliant time doing it and it was really wow. not not the experience that i hear people have making music videos which is hard and yeah. like everyone's a 
grumpy and pissed on set and full of drugs and all of that stuff. It was just really fun. <laughs> but I think I just... There's I think, been a few scrapes, yeah. I think I got lucky with that because she's so lovely and so collaborative and, yeah. But so so you're, you, I, you used to... Obviously, yeah. nobody's making any money from making music videos, so you've progressed to... You direct a lot of television, right? Yeah, and I loved music videos. It was my favourite thing in the world, and I directed lots of videos for, like... Um, Lily Allen and that's how I met Will Young actually where we did a video and um so I loved it and it's pure creativity so I would encourage you to but listen like I can I'd love to help in any way I can but Litany I love that EP they did where they talk in between the songs yeah yeah, yeah I listened to that I loads just... over um over lockdown and then be- bed- oh, Bedroom me. is obviously a banger <sighs> of a track but the new stuff is is a bit poppier and actually was quite fun because it it didn't have to be not that any of our stuff is like particularly serious but some of it's about you know heartbreak and that kind of thing whereas this is just like a fun banger what's the name of the song so people are going to look it's called aha brilliant congratulations that's amazing thanks love Oh, and you're also doing Sarah Cox's Radio 2 show oh, yeah! every weekday afternoon, are you not? Yeah, just, Five till seven. Yes, just, um, just between Christmas and New Year. And then this sort of weird day, I think on the third or fourth, whatever the Monday is. So I'm doing from the Monday to Friday. Okay. So the Friday's New Year's Day. And, uh, and then just one more. So six shows in total. And I did it last year. We do it live from Birmingham, keeping it in the ends. And oh, great. It's, it's a laugh. But it, Radio 2 is mad because there's so many people who are listening to it. So you can ask a question and you just watch the text just go, and it's wow, kind of mad. Really? And you, if you kind of you don't have to take it not too seriously because you think, actually, I, lots of people are listening here. And I could, I always do it when I do anything live that's big. Like whenever I do live TV, I always think my brain just goes, you could say, now, couldn't you? You could just say that. <laughs> and so I have to sort of like just kind of imagine that I'm not there. But uh, yeah, love doing that. So yeah, that's over Christmas. That's that's the next, um, immediate the next thing. Yeah, very exciting. Now, Joe, one of the things I love about you is how thoughtful and measured you are, and I would just love your help with some agony uncle questions because I think you would bring a lot to the answers. Question one: These are all anonymous listeners. Managing family. I am struggling to manage family, love, work all at the same time. When I'm with my boyfriend, I'm forced to be away from my family and vice versa. I would love to be able to live with them all harmoniously, but my community is religious. And in India, this is annoyingly a common issue. I want to be able to communicate better with my family about how I am struggling to balance the two. I don't want my family to assume any more that my decisions in life are influenced by him. So ultimately, this is someone who is struggling to balance family, love and work. The the only advice I could possibly give is honesty is always the best policy. And I think your instinct is right. Speak to them more about it. Try to articulate where you're at with it. Doing those sorts of things can like really can be terrifying, can't they? When you have to you feel like you've got to speak a truth. Oh, here's um here's a great thing. Let me show you. I've literally just clapped eyes on it and it's perfect for this. Joe's leaping off his bed. Oh, my tinsel's fallen off. This is uh, a, a, an artwork by Mr. Bingo. I love him. You can't see it, but it's a circle. Yes. And I'm going to screenshot it so we can show people. And there's an arrow going round on this circle, and then there's this little thin bit here. 
And the arrow around here is denoted with this, and it says, underlying anxiety about the next thing. Mm-hmm. And then you go around, so you've got underlying anxiety about the next thing, and then you land there, the thing being fine. <laughs> and that's it. That's, that's, just a loop. that's the loop of life. And I feel like that's <laughs> pertinent to this um, this thing, is that you'll have anxiety about telling your family that you're you know worried about this sort of thing and then you'll do it and it'll be fine and then there'll be another thing to worry about so it'll come and it'll go that's my advice there i agree it's really hard to talk about stuff but talking about stuff is always the way forwards being honest being vulnerable it's amazing the reaction that you get because what you're talking about is a common problem is the managing family love work everybody you tell about that will understand that okay i'm understanding there are some family complexities so you know you should always do stuff that keeps you safe yes yes and if you really feel you cannot speak to people the other thing to remember is that it's it's really really tricky and perfect is the enemy of good and you're never going to get it totally right Mm. but just do the best you can oh you're you're really good at this no you were great you got a painting out that's true i did get a painting out yeah (laughs) i did have props okay so second one is i am a junior in high school and i am having trouble with motivation at school at the moment due to corona i want to prove that the difficult classes that i'm taking aren't too much for me and make my guardian proud oh i'm trying to remember the quote here is it a nirvana lyric it's a <laughs> you've 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 read me to a T, haven't you? Um, big old Nirvana fan over here. Basically, it, the what it was is that starting something then makes a thing happen. That, that, that's yes. why I should remember the quote because it's much more articulate than that. But until you start doing something, I have this with writing. I think, oh god, oh mm-hmm. god, I need to write and whatever, and then I sort of put it off and I don't do anything, whatever. And now what I've got uh, just, I think, through experience with age is I just, if I need to write something, I procrastinate a tiny bit, but actually now I'm just like, I've just got, I'm just going to fucking do it because without doing it, you haven't done it and you might be shit, but chances are it won't be. It'll be not what you want, but it'll be something that you can build on. Yeah. Got to start somewhere. Exactly. So I think you can worry a lot about your work and, and go, oh, I want to prove to myself, whatever just do it like don't sort of remove as much of that as you can and just start just do that thing and then on a very practical level i did this thing called the pomodoro technique i learned it um and it's very helpful if you've got loads of work to do and 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 really want a time management and i can't remember the exact timings of it but i do 25 uh 20 minutes no, what do I do? Yeah, I do 20 minutes and then five minutes off and then repeat. And uh, essentially, so you, you, you don't allow yourself to be distracted by anything else. For those 20 minutes, whatever it is that you've decided you're going to do, you do it. And if you go, oh, I've got to reply to that email, you just jot it down briefly. And then uh, when, I, when you've done that 20 minutes, you can do whatever you like for the next five minutes. Check that email, flick through Instagram, whatever you want to do, make a cup of tea, and then click back in for another 20 minutes. And it's a really good way of sustaining focus on mental work yeah it's great pomodoro i use it a lot and look if you google it they do a free sheet um that you can download that tells you exactly how to do it so it's totally free yes and then the other thing i think that is important to remember is you're doing this during corona it's really hard it's a lot of upheaval for everybody 
you shouldn't be so hard on yourself yeah. try your best that's all that matters all you got to do is try your best and you you will make your guardian proud that's all anyone wants to see and i'm sure you're doing great just by showing up and even trying to reach out and ask for help is a great thing to yeah, do yeah you've done something it's good yeah really good Thank you, Joe. That was great. You were brilliant at that. Well, thanks. I'll take the compliment. I have my own issues with my performance there. I have my own issues, but I will deal with them quietly. It's been absolutely wonderful. It really has. Thank you so much. Oh, you've been wonderful. It's been so lovely chatting. Praise B. I absolutely adore him. He thinks a lot about how to create intelligent and engaging ways to get his point across. And I think there's something to be learned and something deeply familiar about that for all LGBTQ plus people, actually. He's such a lovely, warm person who doesn't take himself too seriously but isn't afraid to make his point and call people out. And I think it's a lovely example of that you can be both. You can be fun and funny, but that doesn't mean you have to be a pushover. That's sort of what I take away from talking to him. He's so kind and warm. Feels like the proper Christmas hug that we all want this Christmas, no? I'm not referring to a hug like a Joe Lysett cuddle, of course, which obviously, as we learned, is quite a different thing. Listeners, I want to see all of your pictures of your Christmas decorations. I want to see pictures of your Christmases. Please keep us in the loop and have a wonderful, wonderful Christmas. Thank you for being with us all throughout this year. We have absolutely loved every single minute of it. And we'll be seeing you next week for even more Homo sapiens with a sort of um, in-between New Year and Christmas vortex feel to it, I imagine. We'll all be sort of, you know, five quality street down and overly stuffed thinking about going for a jog but not going to do it that's normally what i'm doing loads of love get in touch hello at homo sapiens podcast.com on instagram it's at homo sapiens if you want to win a t-shirt you can review us on apple podcasts and if you want to buy a t-shirt with all that christmas money you've got from auntie gladys it's everpress.com forward slash homo sapiens all that leaves me to say is merry merry christmas and loads of love bye now 